Welcome to the Creativity Lab, the podcast that shows how to channel your creativity to live your best, most beautiful life. And now here's your host, director of the Creativity Lab at West Los Angeles College, Harvard PhD, TV writer and professor, Dr. Catherine Boutry. Welcome and thank you for joining us. Each episode, we discuss a creative approach to life's challenges. Today, it's all about creative leadership and creative management. Elio Vargas, a Trader Joe's produce section lead responsible for opening a new store, overcame impressive obstacles to succeed in his field. He'll talk about recognizing the strengths of those you manage and positioning them to be successful. Elio is a former West LA College student and just graduating from CSU Long Beach in business administration. Elio, thank you so much for being here. I'm super excited uh, to talk to you today. And I remember you as a student really, really well. You were in my English 103 class. And I remember what an amazing student you were. And yet I remember looking at, and this is not in a bad way, but you looked so exhausted. (laughs) And you were paying attention. It wasn't like you were disengaged. You were incredibly attentive, but you were fighting so much to stay awake. And then I remember when I started to learn more about your life, why that was. So I know that things haven't even changed that much for you. Can you just walk us through your regular schedule? I usually wake up at 2.45 in the morning. Um, I get ready for work, try to be there by 3.30. You know, um, then I'm usually there from 3.30 in the morning to 11.30. Um, you know, it's, I work at Trader Joe's, which I probably should have said earlier. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, usually what I do is uh, unload the trucks for the first about hour and a half. So we're outside in the marina in the cold. <laughs> which is always fun because like we're right next to the water so it gets really cold and also gets really hot uh then after that i go inside i run a department i run the produce department on my store which is the biggest department um i usually do that from i would say like maybe from 5 till 11 30 then i go then i go home depending on what day it is i go take a nap or if i don't have class or if um if i have a class or my internship i go to school um i usually do about depending on the week i do like three to four hours on my internship, which is um, prepare taxes for people who are low income. So it's through the IRS. Because your major is? Accounting. Accounting, okay. And where are you at school? Cal State Long Beach. Um, And then from there, I usually have that until two, and then I have class from two to 10. When do you sleep? Uh, Like, just whenever I can fit it in. Like, if, uh, when I get home from work, I mean, from school, lately I've just been really tired, so I'll just go straight to sleep, do like four or five hours. If I'm really tired, I'll sleep on my lunch. What gives you the desire and the motivation to do that? Because I don't think everybody could do that. It's actually a professor from, from uh, West LA, uh, Dr. Harjuno. Um, and his, he's a stats teacher and I had his class and then he talked about once how like if you're come from low income or you're just disadvantaged in some way, like you have to sacrifice something, whether it's going out and you mentioned he's like sleep is what you're probably going to have to sacrifice, but you have to sacrifice something to catch up because you're, you're behind. Like you're not going to be able to do the same as everyone else and um, and be at the same level. Like you just have to give something up. And, and that's what I, luckily I can function without sleep pretty well. I mean, there are the days where I have to go home and I sleep for like 10 hours, but I you know catch up day. But for the most part, I can function pretty well without sleep. What is it that you felt was your obstacle if you framed it that way for us? Well, I wasn't born in the United States. I was born in Nicaragua. Um, my parents brought me here when I was young. And I think it's just a lack of knowledge, uh, really that's a big disadvantage. Like I had no one who's done it before to teach me, so I had to do it through trial and error. And um, 
and like just learning like even this like when you grow up you think like how are you gonna pay for school like is school really for me like do I have to start working um, I, I didn't start school right away like I didn't start going to school when I met you I was 27 um, and that's because I didn't think it was something for me um, and so that was my biggest disadvantage like and then I learned like oh you know how to pay for it like so it doesn't all come out of pocket like you know there's no one there to pay for me pay for me i'm doing it all on my own so i have to work and go to school at the same time because like i waited so long maybe it would have been much easier when i was younger but i just it, school wasn't something that i thought i could do i'm surprised to know that you were 27 not that that's old that's not we have students of all ages but you were absolutely present and engaged and super smart so I'm surprised to hear you say, and you're not the only student who says this, that they don't feel prepared or they feel in some way that they're not, that they're less than the other students, which is absolutely not the case. But you made that decision, which is pretty amazing, to come in and to not sleep and to sit there and, and, and then to go on further. What, what made you decide to transfer? The goal was, was always from the beginning was to transfer. Um, this, what, like what made me made that decision was I had a discussion with my one of my bosses at work, and it was time for me to decide like if this was gonna working at Trader Joe's was gonna be my permanent career, or because I, if I would have got promoted, I wouldn't have any time to go to school, or if I wanted to go to school. And at the time, the the way the economy was, the where the company was, um, they were it was becoming increasingly hard to become like a captain or a regional without a degree. So I decided, I was like, you know what, let me go back to school and finish school. And then since then, so many things have changed. Like uh, the company was like in a position where it was like very difficult to get promoted, where right now they're struggling to find people to fill the positions. Mm -hmm. And it's like the, the, the strength, like, like the worker has a, like the strength, not the company. Like they're pretty much promoting anyone at this point. Like they just need people. When, and back in that time, it was very difficult. So you had to jump through all kinds of hoops to get promoted. Um, so yeah, that's what, what was a catalyst for me, deciding to go back to school and pursuing a business degree. So you graduated high school in the US? Yes. And then you decided to go to, to school, but you knew you had to work. And Trader Joe's is a pretty innovative company. They're you know cited for having innovative business practices. What made you choose Trader Joe's? Was it accidental? Was it purposeful on your part? Trader Joe's is a company that really likes to hire like through recommendation or family. And I had a friend that I went to high school with. We played football together and he worked there. He, I didn't start there until I was 21. I just did 10 years, um, no, I was 23. So I just got to my 10 year anniversary in August, but he's the one who got me in. Um, and then they paid well, like, you know, we were at that time, I don't even remember what the, what the starting wages were, like what the minimum wage was, but starting wages were 1150, which is like, three or four dollars more than anyone else was paying. So that's what I started at and then that's what made me go there. And then like, yeah, they, you know, they pay, we have full benefits. They pay for part of my school now. Um, they, they, we have retirements, they like pay time off. So it's a really good company to work for. Even this time during COVID, like if you got sick, they were paying you while you were sick. So it's a good place to work. One of the things I was most impressed about you when you were um, such an instrumental part of the creativity conference on campus is how much creative leadership you demonstrated in problem solving and responsibility. Do you get to use any creative leadership at Trader Joe's? And what is your title at Trader Joe's? Crew member, but I'm in charge of the produce department. I see. Uh, yeah, so it was definitely something that I 
Trader Joe's has helped me with is how to build my leadership style. Like I'm someone who's very like, if I'm in charge, like I want things to be perfect. I'm very detail focused and not everyone is like that. So learning to deal with different management, I mean, employee like styles and just like what motivates them was a huge learning curve for me. When I first started my original store, it was a very veteran store. It was the second Trader Joe's ever. So uh, there was a lot of employees that have been there 20, 25 years. And Second I, one ever. Yeah. Wow. So I was, uh, so, and I was new. You know, I quickly wanted to, I realized I wanted to like take on more responsibility. Um, so I did. And it was just like managing those, because like it's a difficult situation to be in when you've been in the company for a year, two years, and you're telling someone who's been there for 25 years, like, this is not the way I want it. Like, I want you to do it this. And they're very resistant to change. You know, and I, you know, eventually was able to like, where everyone, like, grow in the in that store and like be the leader of this like this I would say I would be like one of the main leaders of the store like where anything that I said they would take into consideration we'd make those changes and, and it was like and then just managing those personalities like not everyone is motivated everyone has their own things going on in their own life maybe that day they don't have it and, and being understanding of that because I wasn't at first like I didn't understand like why someone would come in and like just not put maximum maximum effort in and I was there for about seven years until the new store in the marina opened and I decided to transition and I went from being one of the newest employees even though I had been there for seven years I was still one of the newer employees to being the veteran of the store like I might know everyone was new there was maybe like four or five other people that had been there for a while but everyone was new so it required a lot of teaching um, being even more patient because everyone didn't know what to do and like who's willing who's gonna be receptive like putting people in the right place to be successful and just be very observant like okay this person excels here so this is what I should have them do or this person struggle with this are they willing to learn like if I, if I go over there and teach them like hey this is a proper way to do this or this is the most efficient way to do this are they willing to learn because there's such some people just don't care um i mean just managing all those personalities that's for uh, that's where i've learned the most and like not thinking that everyone thought the same way as i did or was going through the same things because everyone's just dealing with different things in their lives so not only were you on the newer side but that store itself was new did the newness of the location it was a brand new store correct it was a brand new store and we you know our estimates when we opened were like we were going to be about the same amount of sales that my old store was doing which was like middle of the pack where we uh, quickly learned that's not going to be the case we went from we thought middle of the pack to number one like we were the most wow. the busiest store under in the your region. leadership and <laughs> and like so it was adjusting to like we need to grow quickly because we didn't have enough employees at first because we didn't expect to be that busy so we're continuously bringing in new employees we have to get them up to speed and then just everyone isn't as efficient because everyone's new so like we would require someone maybe one person to do it my old store is requiring two or three and so it was just that whole adjustment to like being patient that like it's just gonna take a while for us to get there and I would say now three years in you know we're still number one store in the region um, and everyone like you know people have gone and, and we've got new employees but like the core group is there that now the store is very smooth you know we've gone through a pandemic that was very <laughs> it was very interesting like our you know from one day to the next our sales tripled like every day the store was empty like we would bring in maximum amount of product that we could bring in and everyone was buying everything. So every day we'd have to restock the entire store. And so, so that was, that was it. And like, you know, sometimes the trucks would show up late because the warehouse is falling behind. So like we had to be creative, like, 
uh, half the store isn't stocked. Like we have to block off half the store so we can stock comfortably quickly and then allow people but to like come and buy the product. But like you'd have sometimes have crowds like form around the meat section because we're like we're trying to fill meat and like everyone wants to buy meat and it's like everyone's watching. It was just it was a very interesting time. And then quickly we we learned from our mistakes of letting everyone into the store and we formed line so now there was nine it was much more organized so as the weeks went we got more organized we learned what worked we learned from other stores like what was working for them and eventually we it was very smooth and we were lucky our store was very consistent we didn't have a huge dip in sales we um, so everyone was able it was like we were comfortable like i would say our store was one of the lucky stores because there was other stores that got severely affected by the pandemic and like where their sales dropped in half and like now you're having to deal with like cutting employees hours you're having to deal with um like all of a sudden your all entire like ordering patterns changed because uh, like you're not selling as much people left like people who are depending on the area like some people just moved out of california completely like so it was a huge transition but we were lucky we never got our hours cut we we actually our sales kept growing it was just much more steady that's very inspiring actually and i'm so proud that's like creative problem solving in action that's fantastic um how were you able to motivate some of those employees who just didn't care did you how did you find it within yourself because you didn't have management experience before that right before trader joe's so how did you find the tools and techniques in order to motivate so many different kinds of personality types trial error i would say the most and i observed how other managers did it like the ones that were successful like one thing about trader joe's is managers are moved around constantly like you the most a manager will stay at a store like two years once you get to the higher levels like they constantly moving you so they're everyone you're learning from each other but the, every time i saw new ones come in like what they were successful and why were the ones that weren't not successful and i learned from their mistakes like and one thing that um i had a manager her name was sarah and she was very very good at motivating every, even the employees that on other days wouldn't work hard for her they would work hard it's because she got to know them she built a relationship with them so they felt invested in the store so that helped um motivate them to to be better and then during the pandemic there's one thing i was very proud of everyone in our store that everyone came together because it was utter chaos and like everyone came together everyone was working hard there were, you weren't seeing anyone like they would normally not care that everyone was invested were you ever afraid did you ever have a day when you went in just afraid of what you were going to have to deal with and did you have to fake it when things go wrong i like being there because it's just it's just different like you're so used to doing the same thing every day that things come kind of routine so when things started going crazy like like out of whack and we weren't things were unexpected like it just I like those situations because it's just fun it's different it's like you're getting to face a new challenge and like now I know okay next time I would do this better like you know or I would do this differently like you're not going to be perfect I was recently uh, training someone on how to be a better manager she recently got promoted and I was like the most important thing is to make a decision it's not always going to be the right one but it's better than not having or not being decisive because then now we all like now everyone can see like oh you don't have a plan and like everyone like that panic spreads through everyone like make a decision like whether later you can look back and be like oh that was a wrong decision but in the moment you have to be confident and then whatever decision you make and then go from there are you able to use your creativity in your job yes um, I would say like the way I deal with most things is like um, being creative and how to find the solution like the reason why I was able to get where I am in the company or even in school is like every time something would be assigned or they would ask for a volunteer I'd always volunteer so I could learn how to do it so I'd be more valuable like I remember there was a point where my store was getting remodeled I volunteered to work all nights so I was working from 10 at night till 8 in the morning and then I would go on my day 
Um, and so I could learn how to build things, how remodels worked. So when I uh, went to open the new store in the marina, um, I knew how to do everything. So it was more valuable. Just, just like seeking out knowledge, like being informed so that you don't make the same mistakes as others or you learn from others' mistakes. How did you keep yourself going when you were feeling like, I'm exhausted, I just wanna, you know, this is hard? I wouldn't say that, you know, I always was successful. Like there was times where maybe I was too tired and I didn't put, I shouldn't have got the grade on a paper that I should have, or I didn't do as well on an exam. But even though all those obstacles came, you have to just keep going. Like, what are you gonna do, stop, and then you're just gonna be left without a degree. Like, it's better to like struggle, get your degree, than not have ever had one. That's the way I look at it. It's great to say, you just have to keep on going, but how do you find that in yourself? The way I stay motivated is I like to take on responsibility because I feel like once I'm in charge, once there's people depending on me, I feel like I have to be successful because I'm letting other people down. When when I don't have that responsibility, I like you're like, oh, it's easy to be like, well, whatever, I won't do it, or um, like, who cares if it doesn't get done? It's only falls on me. But when it's other people that you have to depend on you, like it's like extra motivation to make sure you do a good job. If I thought of the one word that came up to mind when I thought about you, it was responsible and responsibility because you were so helpful with the creativity conference and I knew I could always depend on you. Um, that's a pretty amazing characteristic. So I'm, I'm happy that <laughs> you see it in yourself because it's important to see it in yourself, don't you think? Does that, that must give you some source of pride to recognize you know, what you've done, what you've managed. Yeah, like, I mean, I'm almost there. It's my last semester. I'm looking forward to graduating and moving on to whatever I decide to do. But um, yeah, it's like, I look back and I always think about it, like how difficult it's been. Like, and um, uh, like, <laughs> and, you know, it's a, it's a point of pride. And, you know, I hope my parents are proud of me. My parents are back in Nicaragua. So, you know, they won't be able to be there for my graduation, but, um, but I hope they're proud. I'm sure they are. How could they not be? When you graduate, which is, I'm sure you're doing, you know, as well as you did at West, incredibly well, what's your next step? What does your ideal life look like for you or the next five years? Sometimes it's hard to think of the biggest picture, but what do the next five years look like for you? I'm like in between deciding whether I want to do taxes as my career or if I want to transition into retail management. Well, it's called, um, managerial accounting. Uh, so I, my first goal is to get my CPA to start studying for it. Uh, you have to pass four exams, you have a year to do it. If you don't pass it in a year, you have to start over. Um, and then you have to put in hours under a CPA and you also have to uh, have 150 units. So I will either have to decide to get a master's or go to a community college again to get the 20 units I'm gonna be missing when I graduate. Do you see yourself in your own firm, working for a bigger firm? So the roadmap I have in my head right now is to go to a big four firm because it's very prestigious, mm. put in the time there so that I could transition to managerial accounting. Because most places, like if you say you want to be an accountant for like a CFO for Trader Joe's, they require, they, they, they usually recruit from big four firms. So you have to put the legwork in there, be there, get, make it to manager, which just takes like three or four years. Um, so that I have that on my resume and have the CPA on my resume so that I can transition out. How do you get to be creative as an accountant? I feel like we all want our accountants to be pretty creative, don't we, <laughs> at some point? I would say the most important skill is research. Like, 
Yeah, people think of math. I think of like finding the solution to the problem because you're not ever going to, especially right now I'm doing taxes for people. Every account, every person is different. There are different circumstances. You're not going to know the answer to everything. So it's sitting there and like doing the research like, okay, how do I solve this issue for this client? Um, that's the most important thing I think is just be able to find research, find the answers so that you can help the person. So if you had to have some words of wisdom to leave other students who were maybe struggling, students who were feeling like, oh, this is hard, I'm working and I'm not sleeping and I'm doing all this stuff. Do you have any, what would you say to them? Don't ever think you're not good enough. Cause I used to think that. I used to, and then as I started comparing myself with other people at work or at school, I realized like, oh, like I can do this also. But uh, there was a lot of self doubt at first, like that people were just better prepared, or I just wasn't equipped to do the things that I needed to do. And you know, it's just it's not. I would say it's more important to have good study habits than to be smart, like, because if you can work at it and you can put in the time, you can make up for it versus just being talented and like. Because that's something that I struggled with early in my school career. It's like I've always been have a very good memory, so I would never study for exams. I would never, I would, I could listen to your lecture and remember everything you said, and like, and you know, not put in the time. But as things got more difficult, that that I couldn't get by on that anymore, and I had to learn to put in the work habits of like going home, doing my homework, studying, um, like taking notes, which is something I've always struggled with because I can't. It's hard for me to write and listen at the same time. Like, I'm more focused on writing the notes. Um, but just being creative and being willing to put in the work, I think, is more important. And what's your best creativity trait, do you think? And what would you like to be better at? I would say my biggest struggle still is just taking notes. Like, even now, sometimes I have to, like, record the lecture. Or luckily, when some classes are online, you can rewatch the lecture. Then I'll take the notes a second time. Because I feel like I don't fully comprehend everything if I'm, like, so focused on taking the notes versus just listening to the lecture. That's, I've, like, I think that's the thing I struggle with most at school. And um, to, to even time management. Like, I have so many things going on. And sometimes it is difficult. Like, oh, man, I'd rather just take a nap. Then I'm like, no, I have to finish this assignment now so that later I'm not overwhelmed. And, like, just mapping out my week has become very important. Like, I have alarms set for everything. <laughs> like, I do it at the beginning of the week. I'm like, okay, I have this to do. I have... So it needs to be done by this time. I set like little goals that I want this to be done by this day so I don't get overwhelmed at the end of the week. I have to say that you inspire me incredibly. I feel like your diligence and your perseverance in doing what you do. I mean, how you could sit there and say you don't have time management. <laughs> You're doing more than any human being I've ever met, literally, uh, and doing everything so well and being given responsibility and rising to the top each time. It's incredibly impressive. Thank you so much for being here today. I found this was such an interesting interview. Thank you.